Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is October 6th, 2023. Today's song recommendation will be Worthy of Your Name by Shane and Shane. Today we are continuing in the book of Revelation. We are on chapter 2 in Revelation. And I'm going to incorporate Genesis chapter 16 verse 13 into today's message. And I just want to go back and review just one verse from Gen uh, excuse me, Revelation chapter 1, which is verse 17, where it says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. Pause. I was remembering when we read in Genesis on the story of Sarai and Hagar. So that's why we're going to go back there and read that in Genesis 16:13 really quick because Jesus before incarnation he comes and pays a visit to Hagar. I don't know if you've been tuning into the messages but it would be when we read chapter 16 and she says in verse 13 then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her you are a God who sees. For she said, uh, Have I even remained alive here after seeing him? Pause. Whenever anybody would see the face of God, that's why he would hide. Like, for instance, in the burning bush. Not hide, but his light is too strong. And a person wouldn't feel worthy to be in God's presence. And so when she sees Jesus, she says, Am I even still alive after seeing you? And then when we read in Revelation chapter 1, in verse 17, When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. Because the last time John had seen Jesus, the risen Christ, he was on his way back to his kingdom and he left on the cloud. And when he saw Jesus, he was resurrected. He looked like himself, only had the nail, the nail scars. But when he sees Jesus, the risen Lord, in this at this place on Patmos Island, he knows it's him. Well, it is him, but he has just seen the face of God. And so he just, he falls, he falls down at his feet like a dead man. And I just, I just thought, oh gosh, there's so much similarities here. It's like, did John not feel worthy? I mean, it, it was, again, he's seeing Jesus in all his glory. When I read Revelation chapter 1, I said when Jesus comes in all his Father's glory, I meant to say in all of his glory. So just a, a couple of corrections. But I want to, from there, I, I want to go ahead and get started with chapter 2. Message to Ephesus. 
To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, says this, I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance, and that you cannot tolerate evil men, and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not, and you found them to be false, and you have perseverance, and have endured for my name's sake, and have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen, and repent, and do the deeds you did at first, or else I am coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place, unless you repent. Yet this you do have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Message to Smyrna. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, The first and the last who was dead and has come to life says this, I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich, and the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison, so that you will be tested, and you will have tribulation for ten days. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. Message to Pergamum. And to the angel of the church in Pergamum write, The one who has the sharp two-edged sword says this, I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name, and did not deny my faith, even to the days of Antipas, my witness, my faithful one, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you, because you have some who hold the teaching of Balaam, who kept teaching Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit acts of immorality. So you also have some who in the same way hold the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, repent, or else I am coming to you quickly, and I will make war against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone which no one knows but he who receives it. Message to Thyatira. And to the angel of the church of Thyatira write, 
the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet are like burnished bronze, says this, I know your deeds and your love and faith and service and perseverance, and that your deeds of late are greater than at first. But I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and she teaches and leads my bondservants astray so that they commit acts of immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, and she does not want to repent of her immorality. Behold, I will throw her on a bed of sickness, and those who commit adultery with her into, into great tribulation unless they repent of her deeds. And I will kill her children with pestilence, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your deeds. But I say to you, the rest who are in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching, who have not known the deep things of Satan, as they call them, I place no other burden on you. Nevertheless, what you have, hold fast until I come. He who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. As the vessels of the potter are broken to pieces, as I have received authority from my father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Pause. So Jesus definitely hates the Nicolaitans. And from researching these people, they... They forsook the gospel of Jesus Christ, the doctrine of Jesus Christ, and they were they were go, going into the churches. These people would eat uh, sacrificed food that they sacrificed to false idols, to false gods, and then they would bring this food to the people and try to entice them to eat it. They were trying to have them also engage in the same lustful desires that they had. So they were shameless, these people, shameless and unrestrained. And they absolutely, of course, unrepented people. And they had a terrible habit of sexual immorality and fornication and adultery. And they were bringing this, this lifestyle, this false teaching. They thought they could do all these things and still be saved. And they were bringing all of this into the church and trying to, to, to seduce them into engaging in their lustful desires and eating the, the food that was sacrificed to the false idols. But Jesus Christ, the judge, supreme, he has that double-edged sword. And, and, he, and he says, I'm going I'm to get rid of the people I'm using this double-edged double sword. Under this note, of course, I rewrote, and this, this, this just comes up to my my. I can't even imagine John when he saw when he saw the the vision of Jesus, and not just a vision, because remember Jesus 
puts his hand on on John's shoulder, he saw the glory and majesty of Christ. It, you know, just to see that would be just, he saw the face of God. He saw the face of God, the glory and majesty of Christ. He saw the face of God. Just as Hagar said, surely I saw the face of God. Why am I not dead? It was, it's just, he's so glorious, guys. He's so glorious and majestic. So back to the chapter in the, in Ephesus, where he's given the, the, the uh, message to the Ephesians. He gives messages, of course, to all the seven churches. And in this, this one to the Ephesians, he, he brings in again that little that tidbit about the Jews that say they're Jews, but they're not. I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance and that you cannot tolerate evil men. And you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not. And you find them to be false. And then in, let's see, uh, I'm just going to keep reading, but another, in another place he calls them fake Jews. And he goes on to say, therefore remember from where you have fallen, for I have this against you. And he says, therefore, remember where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first, or else I am coming to you and remove your lampstand. So these had forgotten their first love. So they started to at first accept people in love and try to teach them the way. And then perhaps they got to a point where remember they lived they lived amongst the Jewish people the of the of the high priests and whatnot that needed to obey every single commandment although there's no way they could have because nobody can because they're people and so they may have um, shunned people that were you know perhaps labeled as a sinner and so Jesus tells them to go back and and do the things that, that they did at first to love people. Also, that, that he was glad that they hated the evil men, the the Nicolaitans, and so did he. And I have said, uh, because they forsook the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they ate sacrificial food that they had sacrificed in front of to a false god, a false idol. And they had a real bad sexual immorality problem. They were shameless, absolutely shameless, and they had no restrictions. And so then he goes on to Smyrna, and that's where it says, I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich, and the blasphemy by those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. These are Jesus' words. When Jesus, as we continue reading the book of Revelation, he does away with 
the, the city Jerusalem that's currently on the planet. It's not the real Jerusalem. And then the new Jerusalem comes down. And the people that believe in Jesus Christ are God's Jew. So ones that believe in the Son of God, confess Him with their mouth, believe in their heart that God raised Him from the dead on the third day, and they have faith in the Son of God. These are the ones that Jesus would say are one of His Jews. And anyone that does not believe on Him is a fake one. They're Antichrist. They are a synagogue of Satan. It says, says here, anybody that does not believe that Jesus is the Son of God is an Antichrist. Therefore, they are in a synagogue of Satan because Satan has lured him to believe against the Son of God. I'm not preaching here against a people group because it's anybody in any nation that doesn't believe in the Son of God is an Antichrist until they repent and believe. Anybody from any nation can repent and believe and receive salvation through Jesus Christ. But until then, they are they're they're blasphemous. They're they're against God to this day. I've heard many testimonies. They get into this um, occult because it's the religion Judaism, and they're they're taught to ridicule anybody that's to, to this day believes in Jesus because it, they can't stand Jesus. Anybody in the religion Judaism, they cannot stand Jesus the Christ. And so they, they profane his name. And, and not just that group, but like I said, anybody in any nationality, any, any nation, tribe, or tongue that does not believe on the Son, Jesus Christ, is against him. They are, if you are for Christ, then you're a Christian. If you're not for Christ, you're an antichrist. That just means that you're against God. But you can repent. It says, Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison. And this is the synagogue of the devil. The people of the devil will cast those that believe in Jesus Christ who don't renounce him. They will be put into prison. And Jesus. Jesus is saying here, so that you will be tested and you will have tribulation for 10 days, but be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Now remember, in, in verse 2, no, it's verse 1 in chapter 2, he is, it says, the seven, he holds the seven stars in his right hand, and the one who walks He's walking here among the seven golden lampstands, which are the churches. Uh, and he's just saying, he who has an ear, let him hear. And he, he who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. And we'll be reading about that further on in the book of Revelation. To Pergamum, he says, and he keeps giving the description of himself. Uh, the one who has the sharp two-edged sword says this. 
oh, and, you know, Pergamum in that day was in Greece. And, and he says, this is where Satan dwells. I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast my name. And these people are living there where Satan is dwelling, and they're holding Jesus Christ's name, the name of Jesus above all names. He is the King of King, kings and Lord of lords. And these people did not deny Jesus the faith, even in the days of, I don't know who Antipas was, but he's, he was, Jesus calls him his, his witness who was killed. Obviously, because he would not side with the people. And he held Jesus Christ's name above all names, and he, he stood with Jesus until his death. But he says, I have a few things against you because you have the same, because you have there some who hold the teaching of Balaam, who kept teaching Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel and to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit acts of adultery. So they not only had people that had the teaching of Balaam, but they also had the teaching of the Nicolaitans, I'm sorry, Nicolaitans. And so they have all these people trying to lure them into this false doctrine. And Jesus says, therefore repent. Or else I am coming to you quickly and I will make war against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna. And I will give him a white stone, a new name written on the stone, which no one knows but he who receives it. I just love that. He who has an ear, let him hear. Do not side with anybody of a false doctrine. There are many, not just the, Judea, the Judaizers, but many, even ones that claim Jesus, Jehovah's Witness, Mormons. They do not believe. They have no belief in the Holy Spirit at all. The Mormons believe Jesus and Satan were brothers. There's, very, there's a lot of false doctrines out there, many, many, many. And we have to stay in the Word of God so we know what the Word of God says. In to um, the message to the church of Thyatira, he says, uh, again, he gives another description of what John saw. The one that has eyes like a flame of fire and feet like burnished bronze. And he, go, he just goes on to say, and here it brings up the spirit of the woman Jezebel. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the next message. So I'll incorporate the message to the Thyateria into chapter 3 because I ran out of time. But I want to mention just really quick um, the symbol of Jesus as the slain lamb in this book is crucial to understanding the book of Revelation. I'll go into that a little bit more in the next message. I hope uh, you've enjoyed the reading today. There's much in here 
much in here, just warnings against the churches, you know, what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. And remember that we are the temple of God. So what we are doing wrong and what we are doing right, God will tell us, you're doing that right. So keep on doing that, but you're doing this wrong. Unless you repent, you need to repent. And But he puts it on our hearts what we're doing wrong. We are the church. We are a church. Where do we, our lampstand, where do we fit in to any of these churches? What, what he's calling these churches out on, are we doing any of that? And being anybody that's in this uh, immorality, Sexual immorality, that's wrong. Anything, if, if you can't restrain yourself from doing something sinful, you really need to be on your knees a lot praying to God to help deliver you from that because we can't continue like these um, Nicolaitans. They, they thought because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that anything that they did, they were forgiven. They could just walk and do whatever they want. Anyways, Jesus is died for our sins and we are forgiven. But we cannot have that mindset. This is what I'm thinking that their mindset was. I may be wrong, but they obviously were going to church, but they had wrong ways about them. They had wrong ways. They were living just as they wanted to live. They, they weren't changing. They weren't born again into a child of God when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and confess him with our mouth out loud and believe in our hearts again that that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead on the third from from the grave on the third day he resurrected we need to believe that in our hearts we need to see him walking around with the people for those 40 days after resurrection and then those apostles, including the author of the book of Revelation, saw him walking back into his kingdom on the cloud and saying, this is the way he's going to return. And that's why I just wanted to point out, because when he returns, he's not going to look like the man, Jesus. He's going to look like this description that John has described him as being uh, in all his glory. In all his glory. I think that was all I had written down for this chapter. And in future readings of Revelation, if I see something that I that I should have added to a chapter, uh, in in just not to the chapter, but about the chapter, I will, like I did today, uh, reflect on. The previous chapter so I can not leave any not to leave anything out because it's so important this book of Revelation and I when I said when I read chapter one it's a humbling experience because there's much in the book of Revelation to interpret because this this is what takes place in the future and if you're like me and think that we are fast approaching or possibly in the last days because of the the sickness that's infected the world man has gotten so immoral 
so corrupt, so unrestrained. They, they're just, they don't even care anymore. It's in our faces. They don't care anymore. I'm trying to change our, our minds to, to try to go along with them. And when they start monitoring what people say, we're, gonna, we're coming up on a time. We're not going to be able to say his name. And I can't remember what that faithful witness, who that, the name. We're going to have the same fate as Antipas, where Jesus calls him his faithful witness, his faithful one who was killed among you where Satan dwells. Interesting. This city is now in Turkey, Pergamum. That, that's just interesting. I mean, is that where the devil has a, a place? <laughs> you know, he can't be everywhere at once. He has to be just one place, and he's roaming the earth. He's got to be somewhere. I, I just wonder, because I know that I have researched where the Ark of God is. The one that Noah built, right? It's huge. And there's a mountain, Ariat, I probably pronounced that wrong, where it, it sits, but they have it well guarded so nobody can get close to it. it. Makes sense that if the devil dwells there, that he's not letting anybody see it because once people see it, they'll know that, oh boy, that wasn't just a fairy tale that God flooded the earth, that no one built the ark. The devil just tries to undo everything Jesus did. But we know <laughs> he doesn't succeed, right? He is going down. I can't wait to get further on in the chapter. It's a very good. But Jesus, again, he's calling us out on what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and we have to repent of what we're doing wrong. We can't keep on sinning. We just can't. We can't want to keep on sinning. If you're in that mindset, you can't want to keep on sinning. And if you still are, get on your knees a little bit more, especially if you're in that, and what he calls out, immorality. Get out of that. When you, when you are born again and you are a child of God, you are a new creation. You are not the old self anymore. That old self is dead and gone. And how can you be that old self being born again? I mentioned that one little story where somebody had mentioned to me that their church had, had baptized a gay woman. And they didn't tell her that she was wrong in her sin. And so when she came up, she, she didn't come up repenting. Didn't go down repenting. Didn't come up repenting. And they just assumed that eventually the Holy Spirit was going to change her. But no, she has to be told, people need to be told the truth first. And want to come up a new creation. Because it's a constant battle anyway between the flesh and the spirit. And if they are going down in the flesh and coming up in the flesh, what good is that doing them? We need to tell people the truth, but in, in love. In love. We, 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 are, we have to reach the lost and bring them into the kingdom of God. I'm going to go ahead and end there. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.